Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 43 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and we get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, certified life coach Greg Audino. We've got an adult sized question today, folks. Powerful stuff, important stuff, stuff that I believe can help anyone. We're going to be talking about depression and how we can use measurement to both identify it and recover from it. All right, here's today's question. I was recently at a retreat for 30 days to deal with my depression. As it was also a rehab, I got quite envious of the alcoholics and narcotics there. Please note that I am in no way discounting their struggle, yet it seems to me that they have a clear-cut measurement of their success. They either drink or do drugs, or they do not. Based on this achievement, they receive one month, one year, two year medallions, and so on. As someone who is dealing with depression, what do I count? What do I give myself medallions for? How can I really measure if my recovery is effective? Oh man, is this ever a good question? I am so appreciative of this question being sent in. It really does a good job of highlighting the ambiguity of depression. I'm telling you right now, if you ever wonder why mental health isn't taken as seriously as many would like it to be, it's because of that ambiguity, that inability to measure it. Measurement has come up a lot lately. I don't know, I've been writing about it a lot, talking about it, and I'm sure it's been talked about in a few episodes. And it seems to me to be a more and more important tool in helping people identify and recover from their struggles for various reasons. But let's talk about how measurement plays a part when it comes to people like yourself and the others in the retreat. So people suffering in very real ways, as opposed to people who are just looking to you know, make a few lifestyle changes. People who depend on alcohol and narcotics to numb their pain, they aren't very different from you or others who struggle with depression. As a matter of fact, the only difference that's relevant to this conversation is how their pain is manifested. They faced a lot of trauma just like you have, but due to different genetics or environments or what have you, their pain is lived out through alcohol or narcotics, both of which are very easy to identify. Everyone can physically see someone take a swig of alcohol one time or a thousand times. Everyone can physically see the immediate effects of alcohol too. And the same goes for narcotics on both ends. There's no hiding it. There's nothing to wonder about. The evidence is clear. So few people, especially outsiders, choose to dig any further. They don't necessarily need to. They see what's happening. That person drinks a lot. I see the effects. It's the drinking that's causing their life to fall apart. So if they stop drinking, they recover. You know, that's the, that's the line of thinking. Needless to say, there's still a why underneath, though, which is what the retreat would have helped these people with if the counselors were doing their jobs correctly. But even if people with these addictions still struggle with the reasons that make them want to drink or do drugs excessively in the first place, there's inevitably some progress being made if on the outside they can see that their lives are changing through palpable ways, such as less consumption. What's up to you to figure out for yourself is how your depression manifests, if not through alcohol or narcotics, which again is something I hope the counselors at the retreat started to help you with. We can touch upon it here though, and I think there are uh, two comparisons for you to make to start that process. So listen up. The first comparison to pay attention to is how your depression affects things now versus how things were like before you were depressed. 
Now, if depression has been a lifelong struggle, this won't be a very useful comparison. That's okay, because the second comparison I'll provide in a second will be just fine. Otherwise, if the depression has not been a lifelong battle, hone in on how things were different and more preferable before the depression set in. What things did you used to do that you would like to do now, but you just you can't muster up the strength to? Depression is a slow-moving thing whose effects are gradual and sometimes hard to see. But if you can get a clear look at the differences between now and then, things might become clearer. You might also ask a loved one to help you with this comparison, someone who has known you and seen you since before the depression. The opinions of an outsider in situations like this can be super helpful. So don't be afraid to reach out to someone close to you about that with that question. The second comparison to make, regardless of when your depression set in, is how your depression affects things now versus how you'd like things to be. This is basically you just getting clear about what in your life is not working the way you want it to and what changes you visualize happening for a life that you're happier with. So create a very specific vision for yourself, uh, maybe six months, one year, five years, whatever, down the road. Do your best to get clear about how you want your life to be, or as many aspects of it as you can. Then work backwards to create steps you can take now to make it that way. The visions you conjure up of a life that's more desirable might cross over between the two comparisons. You know, a future you want might include things that you used to have from the past or brand new things, whatever. It doesn't really matter. What does matter, and the point, is that someone addicted to alcohol or narcotics recognizes a better life as a life without alcohol or narcotics. So they create steps towards that and reward themselves based on those steps. Your means of change and rewarding yourself for change works the same way. Once you create a framework for how you want your life to be, you can reward yourself by taking steps towards changes that reflect that life. Maybe you want to go out with your friends as much as you used to. You know what? Medallion for every time you initiate hanging out with them. Maybe you want to start helping others who are troubled. So, medallion for every time you do volunteer work. And so it goes. This approach helps you regain a sense of control, and more importantly, a sense of hope. Mind you, just like those who are suffering from drug and alcohol addiction, you aren't going to be void of struggle. Someone can be sober and the world can cheer them on, but they still might battle with destructive thoughts that make them want to drink. Depending on the specifics of your depression, these exterior changes you can make towards a more meaningful life can help a little or they can help a lot. A startling number of studies and research in recent years allude to the vast majority of depression being due to lifestyle rather than a chemical imbalance. So if you're one of the many people who can be helped greatly by simply making a few unexpected changes, this approach will likely work wonders for you. Regardless, though, I do feel it is important to handle your depression with both strategies like these and ongoing consultation from a therapist. All right, I'm going to wrap this episode up with another book recommendation. Uh, one of the best books I've read dealing solely with depression, specifically depression derived from lifestyle choices, uh, is called Lost Connections by Johan Hari. Unreal book that really flips depression on its side for those who think it's some sort of untreatable life sentence. Definitely check out Lost Connections and you know just prepare to be intrigued is all I'll say. But for now, thank you so much for this question. It sure was important, and it sure was a privilege to answer it. I really appreciate your vulnerability. That's what I, I love on this podcast. For everyone else out there, you know how it goes. 
If you have a question of your own, something you're struggling with that you would like our help on or our help with, Greg, speak much, the, there's zero shame in seeking help. So email us your question at advice at oldpodcast.com, advice at oldpodcast.com, and we will do our best to help you out here on the show. And we'll send you a free book from our collection if you'd like one. All right? Good. I hope you guys enjoyed this one as much as I did. Uh, I really hope you'll stop in for the next one too. Okay? I'll see you there, everybody. Take care.